Welcome to Star Wars in 10. Now hit the intro. <laughs> What's happening, far, far away family? How's everyone doing today? Everything going good on your side of the galaxy? Same old stuff out here on the Outer Rim. The Pike Syndicates are still hustling Spice, and Bubba don't like that on Tatooine. From the sounds of it, he's not getting his cut. So, of course, he is hiring some muscle to help him out. Plus, I just heard some Mandalorian got the Dark Saber, so I'm guessing that Boba Fett will be getting him to join the team. You know the Mandalorians stick together. So what else is going on? I heard that kid that killed Vader and Sidious is starting some new Jedi Academies. That's the last thing this galaxy needs. A new set of Jedi's running around telling everybody what to do. I might just have to intervene if things get too bad. But that is for another day and another time. We got a story to get to. And when we left off yesterday, Bane was looking upon his holocron, contemplating the future of the Sith. He was starting to have some doubts about his apprentice. Was she ever going to challenge him or not? So let's get back to the story and find out. The Sith had existed in one form or another for thousands of years. Throughout their existence, they had waged an endless war against the Jedi and one another. Time and time again, the followers of the Dark Side had been thwarted by their own rivalries and internal power struggles. A common theme resonated across the long history of the Sith Order. Any great leader would inevitably be overthrown by an alliance of his or her followers. Lacking a strong leader, the lesser Sith would quickly turn against one another, further weakening the Order. Of all the Sith Masters, only Bane had understood the inescapable futility of this cycle. And only he had been strong enough to break it. Under his leadership, the Sith had been reborn. Now they numbered only two. One Master and one Apprentice. One to embody the power of the Dark Side, the other to crave it. Thus would the Sith line always flow from the strongest, the one most worthy. Bane's rule of two ensured that the power of both master and apprentice would grow from generation to generation until the Sith were finally able to exterminate the Jedi and usher in a new galactic age. That was why Bane had chosen Xana as his apprentice. She had the potential to one day surpass even his own abilities. On that day, she would usurp him as the Dark Lord of the Sith and choose an apprentice of her own. Bane would die, but the Sith would live on. Or so he had once believed. Yet now there was doubt in his mind. Two decades had passed since he had plucked the ten-year-old girl from the battlefields of Rusan. Yet Xana still seemed content merely to serve. She had embraced his lessons and had shown an incredible affinity for the Force. Over the years, Bane had tracked her progress carefully, and he could no longer say with certainty which one of them would survive a confrontation between them. But her reluctance to challenge him had left her master wondering if Xana lacked the fierce ambition necessary to become the Dark Lord of the Sith. Stepping into the library, he reached out with his left hand to close the door behind him. As he did so, he noticed the all-too-familiar trembling in his fingers. He snatched his hand back involuntarily, clenching it once more into a fist as he kicked the door shut. Age was beginning to take its toll on Bane. 
but it was nothing compared with the toll already wrought upon his body by decades of drawing upon the dark side of the Force. He couldn't help but smile at the grim irony. Through the dark side, he had access to near-infinite power. But it was power that came with a terrible cost. We love bringing you more Star Wars, and it is because of our partners that we can do this week after week. So we invite you to be one of those partners. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help us keep this going. Your support will give us the ability to create future episodes, as well as provide you with the best sounding show on your playlist. And to express our appreciation, we will give you a shout out on our mid-series show that we do in the middle of every book. You will also be automatically entered in all future giveaways. All you have to do is go to the show notes and click that listener support link. Now let's get back to the show. Flesh and Bone lacked the strength to withstand the unfathomable energy unleashed by the Force. The unquenchable fire of the dark side was consuming him, devouring him bit by bit. After decades of focusing and channeling its power, his body was beginning to break down. His condition was exacerbated by the lingering effects of the Orbalisk armor that had been killing him even as it gifted him with incredible strength and speed. The parasites had pushed his body well beyond its natural limits, aging him prematurely and intensifying the degeneration wrought by the power of the dark side. The orbalisks were gone now, but their damage could not be undone. The first outward manifestations of his failing health had been subtle. His eyes had become sunken and drawn, his skin a touch more pale and pockmarked than was normal for his age. The last year, however, had seen more pronounced deterioration, culminating with the involuntary tremor that seized his left hand with increasing frequency. And there was nothing he could do about it. The Jedi could draw upon the light side to heal injury and disease, but the dark side was a weapon. The sick and frail did not deserve to be cured. Only the strong were worthy of survival. He had tried to conceal the tremor from his apprentice, but Xana was too quick, too cunning, to have missed such an obvious mark of weakness in her master. Bane had expected the tremor to be the catalyst Xana needed to challenge him, yet even now, with his body showing undeniable evidence of his growing vulnerability, she seemed content to maintain the status quo. Whether she acted out of fear, indecision, or perhaps even compassion for her master, Bane didn't know. But none of these traits were acceptable in one chosen to carry on his legacy. There was another potential explanation, of course. Yet it was the most troubling of all. It was possible Xana had noticed his deteriorating physical abilities, and had simply decided to wait. In five years, his body would be a ruined husk, and she could dispatch him with virtually no risk. In most circumstances, Bane would have admired the strategy. But in this case, it flew in the face of the most fundamental tenet of the Rule of Two. An apprentice had to earn the title of Dark Lord, wresting it from the Master in a confrontation that pushed them both to the edge of their abilities. If Xana intended to challenge him only after he was crippled by illness and infirmity, then she was unfit to be his heir. Yet Bane was not willing to initiate their confrontation himself. If he fell, the Sith would be ruled by a master who did not accept or understand the key principle upon which the new order had been founded. If he was victorious, he would be left without an apprentice, and his failing body would give out long before he could find and properly train another. There was only one solution. 
They needed to find a way to extend his life. He had to find a way to restore and rejuvenate his body, or replace it. A year ago, he would have thought such a thing to be impossible. Now, he knew better. Okay, this part starts with Bane thinking about the future of the Sith and his own health and well-being. The dark side has took a toll on his body. He looked older than someone his age should look. Plus, all the harm that the Orbalists had caused him. Yes, they gave him power and speed, but like most parasites, they sucked the life from him. Now he doesn't know how much time he has left, and this is what is bothering him the most. Why hadn't Xana tried to kill him yet? Was she waiting until he got too weak to defend himself? If so, she really didn't understand the rule of two. The stronger Sith was to conquer the weaker, leaving the stronger master each time. That way, the Sith would only get better. He knows she has seen the trembling in his hand. That should have motivated her to act, but still, she has done nothing. So now Bane must do something to prolong his life or swap out his body for another one. And that's where this part comes to an end. Now for the quote of the day, there's not going to be one today. In the best interest of the story, I'm only going to be doing the quote once a week, probably on Mondays. That way I can pack more of the story into the show. So with that being said, join us next time for more of this story. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars in 10. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Keen Eye Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.